it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. Today we have episode 85, Redefining the Website Template and Making Design Easy with Jen Olmsted. So Jen is the co-founder of Tonic Site Shop, and she's someone who has been greatly impactful in my own journey. Just last year, I hit a roadblock with our website and ended up moving over to Show It, which is the platform she designs templates for, and was able to create a new website in literally 24 hours. I am not exaggerating here. So I'm going to tell you how I did that. And Jen is also sharing her personal story, as well as the top three things to think about when you're creating a new website or updating your current one to make sure that you stand out from the crowd. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Jen. I'm so excited to have this time with you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I actually admittedly don't know much about your backstory. So as we do with all of our guests, can you share a little bit more about the success behind the story or the story behind the success, I should say? (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely more of a success behind the story. I mean, a story behind the success. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I, I really came into design entirely by accident. And looking back, I feel like it's so easy to see all the little clues here and there of like what I would eventually end up doing, you know, from the fact that I was the kid that was like, oh, I recognize that font on the billboard or mom, I think they're using papyrus in this, in this movie trailer. (laughs) Um, And I was the kid like using print shop products to make greeting cards for all of my family and friends. But I had no intention of being a designer at all. And in fact, I wanted to be a journalist. And that was very much my background. That's what I pursued. Um, I love to write. I love people. And I grew up telling stories around our Texas dining room table with my dad, who was just like a studier of people, a student of people. He was the one that knew everyone's name in the room um, and knew how to make them laugh and how to make them smile and remember them later. And I think that's where I really fell in love with with storytelling. And um, that first took the form of writing. And so in high school, that was something I pursued. In college, I majored in journalism. And it was probably another clue that my first you know, start as editor of our school ma- magazine and paper was to determine what body fonts that we should use to make people read it. Um, but I had this real turning point when we first released our edition of the new paper and the new magazine. And I noticed that since we'd redesigned it, everyone was reading it. And before that, everyone just like the paper came out and and no one looked at it. And so that first day, after we'd made it infinitely more attractive, I looked around in the dining hall and and all the student body was actually reading it. And it was this, this really formative moment for me of like, wow, when you make something beautiful and when you tell a story well people pay attention and it clarifies the intent and clarifies the message. And so from there, I continued to pursue journalism. Um, But design was something that I started really um, enjoying on the side. And so I even started doing some design work and some marketing work for my university. And they asked me to do some brochures and some branding pieces. And so I did that sparingly. I did wedding invitations because you know all my friends were getting married out of college. And then I had my first friend say, Hey, can you help me with my website, Jen? And I said, No, <laughs> I have no idea how to do that. I don't know anything about that. Um, but she persuaded me that like, Hey, it's just like, it's just what you do already. 
Um, and she introduced me to a program called Show It, where I didn't need to really know how to use any code. And before that, any little website projects I dabbled in involved me ruining a developer's life by being super OCD <laughs> and saying like, please make this better. This is not working. You know, I wanted this three pixels down. And so finally, I kind of had the keys to the car and I could really bring my vision to life. And so from there, I did my first, my first website. Um, and then someone saw that website and said, who did your website? And my friend told them. And there was this really interesting kind of snowball effect that was back in the wild, wild west before Instagram was really a thing, where your work was your best billboard. And I think very quickly, I began to work in this kind of small microcosm of creative industry professionals and photographers, and my name got out there. And so I got to work with a lot of clients who I loved and who then were passionate about my work and passionate about their website and understood kind of the the narrative and the magic and what branding can be and what a great website can mean for your business. And so I was really fortunate, I think, early on to have people who were like, Oh my gosh, like you're different and you do this differently and this isn't normal. And I had no idea because I didn't go to school for design. So I was like, this is just this is just what I do. Like this is kind of my by process, I don't know any other way than to dive into who someone else, who someone is, and then translate that visually. So it's really cool to look back and kind of see the journalist in me impacting the designer that I would eventually um, become, and that's very much it still informs my process and my work today. Um, but that's what kind of the trajectory. Um, what year was that? So. I guess I had graduated from college. So probably around 2010 or 11 was when I first like found out about Show It and found out about website design. I think I was still teaching piano. I taught piano at that point and I still wrote. And so at probably 2011 or 2012 is when I first started dabbling in design. Wow. I had no idea that Show It was uh, around then. I thought it was newer than that. So that's amazing. And so were you writing people's copy as well? Well, that's kind of like a secret thing that I <laughs> I don't advertise. So if you if you hear this podcast and email me and ask me to write your copy, no. Um, but I do. That's kind of the secret thing that I love to do. And so when I'm working with our tonic designs, I write all of our tonic site shop copy, all of our marketing copy, um, and I write a lot of content for my clients, just like as placeholder copy when I'm designing their websites. And it's just really funny because a lot of times we'll end up being like, actually, no, that works. Like, let's leave that little piece of copy that we wrote together. Because I mean, it's it's kind of something you can't really separate because when you're diving into what a brand is and what it says and what it should look like, you kind of gain an understanding of like what the voice should be. So I just can't help myself. And I love that. I love great copy. Um, the copy on your website is so good, by the way. And I think it just makes such a huge impact when you can speak to something well, and then your design says the same things. That cohesion just creates so much confidence in your and your users. Totally. And I've actually seen that before with designers where there'll be really incredible copywriters as well. And we'll get to my website in just a second. But so back in 2011, you're designing these websites for friends and referrals. So then what happened next? What happened next? So yeah, so it really was kind of like I said before, there was just this odd snowball of momentum. Um, so I, all of a sudden, as anyone who's started a business that started to flourish knows, all of a sudden you have this like, oh crap 
moment. And I think everyone gets to this point where like things are going well, you're getting new clients, it's going well. And then all of a sudden, you're dramatically overwhelmed and overbooked and your inbox is exploding and you're exploding. <laughs> and you just want to like crawl under a bed and never do what you do ever again. And I very much started <laughs> to have that moment where I was like, no, I will, I can't do your websites. Oh my gosh, all these people want to work with me. And this is a great problem that I know I'm grateful for, but it also is terrible. And I hate it. <laughs> and I hate saying no, I'm an Enneagram too. And so I'm like, yes, I will help you. And because I have a very strong three wing, I'm like, and I am the only one who can help you. And I see that. <laughs> and I must. Yep. Um, and so I'm nodding. I think... Yeah. Uh, so I, I just struggled. And um, around that time, I met Jeff Shipley. And Jeff is now my business partner from Tonics for Tonic Site Shop. We founded it together in, I guess, 2007 years ago, whatever that was. I'm not great at math. Uh, 2013 or 2014. Yeah, 2013 is when we founded Tonic Site Shop. So I met Jeff. And I was a designer. All of a sudden, I'd worked with a couple of people who are fairly well known in the photography industry. And so I kind of became this like, Oh, if you want this, like work with Jen. And I, I, I don't think I achieved that at all myself. It just kind of happened that these particular clients had a lot of sway in the industry and were kind of like influencers before influencers were a thing. And so I, I was showing Jeff some of my work in just like a designer Facebook group. I posted up some of my websites and this random guy named Jeff Shipley took it upon himself at like 2.30 one night to go through one of the websites that I had built and find all of the little small errors. Um, <laughs> like this pixel is off and like FYI, this is slightly crooked and like you might want to align this. And... I think some people might have been like, who is this guy? And like, why is he doing this? <laughs> Ruining my life. But I was just like, who is this guy who like took two hours of his life at midnight to just help someone he didn't know make their work look better? And so Jeff and I began talking and we met shortly afterwards at a designer retreat. And I kind of was just sharing like, man, it sucks that I'm having to just say no over and over and over. And these people know that they need a great website and they just feel like they're trapped in websites that don't speak to who they are, that don't convert their clients, that don't attract their clients. And I, it just is terrible. And at this time, I mean, this is a long time ago. So website templates weren't really a thing. There were like a couple of companies out there. Squarespace, I don't think was around yet. Um, and you know, there's WordPress, but you had to know code. And so Jeff and I literally within like a few days of knowing each other, we're like, we should start something like we should do something together. We liked each other. We're just like, this is cool. There's something here. Um, and so we set out to kind of redefine the website template. That was our goal. And that was kind of our tagline at the time was like, these don't have to suck. Like, <laughs> This doesn't need to be something where you're like, I have a lesser experience because I have a template. What if a template was amazing and empowering and allowed you to transform your own website and give you control back instead of just like depending on some you know developer in Moldova to to do your bidding at 3 a.m. and then leave you forever and then all of a sudden you're you know you you've invested all this money and time and you don't have anything to show for it. So we designed our first collection of tonic templates in 2013 and released it. And it was just an immediate impact of people going like, this is different. Like this is what I've this is what I've needed. This is what I've been looking for. And it's at a price point that I can afford. 
So it was a really transformative moment just to realize how much demand there was. And then it's been really cool exploration, just seeing the industry grow and seeing design grow and seeing the public awareness of like how important your website is now um, transform along with us. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. There's so much I want to unpack in that. And so back when you and Jeff met, so you met in a Facebook group, is that right? Yes. Yeah. We say it's a platonic love story for the ages because we're, we're not together like that. We're not romantically together. Um, but yeah, such so Rena, I mean, there were like 30 people in this Facebook great group and then, you know, just like posting and commenting back in the day. And so we really was so, so accidental and so random. And it sounds like there wasn't much fear around making the decision to work together and to start this company or, or was it? <laughs> I mean, maybe there should have been like, we joke all the time that I'm like, you could have been an ax murderer. Like I, I, I knew nothing. I remember my mom being like, so do you know anything about this person? And it was so funny because ironically, we had a lot in common. Um, we were both raised in like conservative Christian homes. We were both homeschooled. We both went to small like liberal arts colleges. We both just majored in communications. I majored in journalism. There was just a lot that we had weirdly in common. And I think that we were really united in just like our love for great design and similar taste and a similar desire to like take care of people well. So it's really fortunate that it worked out the way it did. I don't necessarily recommend meeting someone and then starting a business with them within a week um, now, but <laughs> but it worked out great for us. So, And how did you divide up the work that you were going to do or your roles within the company? Was that an obvious sort of a thing or did it take some time? Oh my gosh. It's, it's something we're still learning. I mean, we've been in business together seven years and I feel like we're still being like, wait, this is hard for you. This is easy for me. So why are we splitting this 50-50? And because we're both designers, it was so tempting at the very beginning to be like, okay, you design half the things, I'll design half the things. And you write half the emails, I read half the emails, you do half of this, I'll do half of this. And then it becomes this weird like totem of, you know, are you both like doing 50% and someone doing 70%? And there were certain things that was like, man, like this takes me 10 minutes to do, but it takes you two hours to do the same thing. And I think it's become such an evolution over time of just realizing like, how do we optimize and capitalize on each other's strengths and really learn to lean into that and be aware of it. And I'm such a head down person that I just keep on going. You know, I'm like, okay, I can do this. I'll figure it out. And even if I'm not good at it, like I'll put my head down and continue working on it. And I'm fortunate that Jeff is way better at evaluating processes and being like, wait a second, this isn't working or this is clogging our process and making us less efficient. It doesn't make sense. Let's fix it. So I think over time, um, we've realized like what's best when we work together and then the things that we should divide and conquer. But it's been such a process and one that just takes a lot of evaluation that I wasn't necessarily willing to do early on. And now I now regret for sure. Totally. Yeah, I feel the same way because I now have this amazing director of operations who is obviously really involved. She's with us full time. She's in the company, like essentially running the business in a lot of ways. And I, I think to myself, like I should have hired her like six years ago from the get go. So I wasn't doing all of this on my own. And I actually had a, a partner in crime. And so I totally get that because relinquishing control, even when you have that person, it's still something to be navigated and something that doesn't always come naturally to me either because I 
I did do everything from building the website to coaching clients, all of it. Like I learned all of it um, from the get go, but that doesn't mean that we should be doing it. I know. And there's, I know that people talk about like the genius zone and that's something I've really learned to lean into of like, okay, where, what is the area where no one else can replicate you? You know, what is the area where like you are at your actual peak of like talent output? And then how do you stay in that zone for as long as possible? Because everything that pulls you out of that zone is ultimately costing your business. And so that's something that we've begun to realize is like, okay, the areas in which I'm like, unreplicable, I need to stay in. But there's so many areas where I can be replicated. And just because it isn't done exactly the way I would do it doesn't mean it's not okay. And I think that's been so hard for me to to grasp because I want it all done just the way I've done it for 7 years. Um, and I'm, I'm still learning that it's okay because it's going to empower me to do stuff that benefits the company so much more than making that one graphic, you know? <laughs> totally. No, I get it for sure. And so I'm curious to know back when you guys started, how did you come up with the whole brand that is Tonic? The name, the whole, like the theme. I absolutely, absolutely love it. And I'm curious to know. <laughs> so Jeff lives in Seattle. I live in Virginia outside of FDC. And so we're this very bicoastal business. We have like a lot of phone calls, a lot of FaceTime, a lot of text. And so we were, you know, spitballing back and forth, brainstorming about the name for the company. Um, and one thing that we really had in common, even at that point, is we love hospitality. We both love to entertain and cook, and we loved um, cocktails. And so we actually met for the first time when we talked about Tonic um, on the rooftop of a hotel in LA and had cocktails. And we were jotting down ideas for the business just in like a cocktail napkin. So there was kind of a cool story with that. And then we really felt as we were just talking about words, um, we looked up the name Tonic. And Tonic is a restorative agent or a cure. Um, and that's what we were like, this is it. We are the cure for the common website template. We're a restorative agent. We're restoring life and vitality and agency back to people's businesses and to their brands. And then from there, we're like, oh man, if we kind of kept up this theme, what if each of our designs was inspired by a different cocktail? Because one of the things that I think is hard to translate with a template is like, what is the vibe? Like, what is the aesthetic? But when you think about like, what should a cosmopolitan look like as a website, you you immediately have a word picture in your mind and you have an aesthetic of like, okay, it needs to be like somewhat feminine and sophisticated and colorful and interesting. And, and you very much understand that and how that would be different than something like a martini. Um, which needs to be more classic and cool and maybe a little bit masculine. So we love the fact that it would give people an immediate understanding of an aesthetic. And also, it's just been really fun for us to to use in terms of our, our, our copy and our marketing. The only problem that is that my mom still thinks I own a bar. And, <laughs> and, and we always have people like on Facebook ads be like, where's my liquor? Like, where do I buy the gin? <laughs> and we're like, okay, no, no, no. We've, we've got to further clarify. So that's something we've still been trying to pour, pour, I guess not, I'm not going to say pour into because that's <laughs> another time, but um, we've still been trying to unwind of like, how do we make this very clear? Like who we are and what we do and who we serve and not rely too much on the cocktail imagery. That can be a little confusing. Um, but that's Maybe kind that's of how the idea is. Yeah, right. I know. I'm like, that could be my business. I would love to have a bar. I'll do the branding for one anytime. If you're listening to this and you own a bar, contact me. 
Love it. <laughs> and so, uh, so I love the branding. I love the name, the theme, everything. It's incredible. And I think you're spot on when it comes to really reinventing the way in which we look at websites and also templates. Cause I know for me, when I first started out, I had the idea for I hurt my life in September, 2013. And for the next five or so months, James and I had this horrible experience building our website on Adobe Muse. Do you remember oh, that? Yes, yes yeah. I do. Yes, yeah. it was gave everything and it, and it did not. Spoiler alert. Right. And so, and I remember we launched this like temporary page, like coming soon page and it, Adobe Muse for anyone listening, you actually couldn't access it unless you had your computer because it was software that was just on the computer. And so I left my laptop at home. I was like this really driven entrepreneur. And I was like, no, I'm going to Ohio for Christmas. I'm going to leave my laptop at home. I'm going to give myself a break. And then we got to the airport and realized there was a spelling mistake on this coming soon page. And we couldn't do anything about it because I didn't have my computer. And so we, we launched this thing in March, 2014. And I quickly realized like, this is not what I want to put out in the world. And someone recommended Squarespace. So I went there. Then two years later, we moved to WordPress. We had this 50 grand custom built website. And then it got to the point where we couldn't do anything with it because it was so custom. And the person who built it wasn't taking on retainer clients. And so we had all these people that we that we tried to get to come in and like help us make changes. And they didn't know how to do it because it was so custom. And so I remember seeing Jenna Kuchar's site and doing some research into her and realized that you were the one who built her website. And I moved over to Tonic. And, and I'm sharing this story because I want everyone to understand like Tonic, your your templates are beautiful and show it is so easy that like I literally was able to make my website in the span of a few days. And that was just last year in early 2019. And I just wish that I would have found you from the get-go. Oh my gosh. I just remember because we had a call and you were explaining to me like, Jen, like I had, and I, cause I'm looking at your website. And I'm like, this is a good website. Like this is solid. And you're like, yeah, but I can't, I can't do anything. You know, I've just invested 50 grand and now like, I want to add some things. I want to change some things that I can't do anything. And I was like, Oh, man, you're like a prisoner of your own website. This is terrible. And I remember we were talking about like, okay, do you need a custom design? Could you use a template? And I was telling you like, Oh, man, like you can start with one of our templates. And it's just going to give you a huge jump on things. Whereas custom design can take a little longer, there's a much higher price tag. And it was so funny, because we got off the call. And then that evening, I think around like 8pm, I saw that you'd purchase one of our templates. And then the next morning, you emailed me and you were like, so here's a link to my website. And you're like, this is what I did. And I was just like, holy crap, because your website looked amazing. And you would literally like, somehow in that one night, like mostly built it out. And it was like, it was good. And I was just so blown away because I was like, yeah, this is why we do what we do. Because like, in a matter of hours, you had a website that was easily as good as the one you had just invested 50 grand in. And then you were able to do it yourself, you know, and so just having that agility as a business owner, I think you just can't overvalue. 
Yeah. And I think that people need to understand, like I say this to my clients all the time, there's really no excuse for bad design anymore. There are all the templates in the world out there. Some obviously much better than others. Yours are exceptional. And people need to make that investment because they cannot put a brand forward that's not aesthetically pleasing and and that doesn't stand out from the crowd. There's too many people online at this point in time, and you have to make that priority. But that doesn't mean that needs to be challenging or difficult. Yeah. And I think that like all choices being equal, you're going to go with the brand who has a better website. I mean, I, I make that choice about restaurants or beauty brands or like where I buy my next bra. You know, I go to their website and I'm like, okay, this feels way more professional. And so I'm going to invest my dollars here because the modern consumer is so intelligent and they're so inundated with great branding that now we get it. You know, that's why we buy Warby Parker and Away and Allbirds. You know, we have this very smart decision-making process that goes, this feels really good to me. And I think you just can't afford now in this culture to be left behind by that because people aren't just choosing based on you. They're they're choosing based on the version of you that you're putting forth in your website. And so if you if you've been relying too much on just your Instagram or, you know, just on the brand you've created, you just have to realize that your website is your biggest brochure for your business. And so that's what needs to be incredibly on point. Totally. And that's why, you know, when I discovered you, and I think at the time you were about to go on maternity leave. And so the custom project wasn't going to be able to happen for a while. And I was hesitant. I was like, I don't know that I want to have a template. I want the website to look different. But then I was able to customize it. And I don't think James saw me for a good week or so because I was so obsessed with this, <laughs> this process and getting the website up and just being done with it. And I'm someone who I don't like to wait. And so the fact that it was all right there for me um, was just, it like ticked all the boxes. Yeah, no, I remember that. And I was just, I remember just being like, man, I would love to have like made time for it earlier. So it's kind of kismet, I think, because it just was the right timing for both of us that you just had everything you need to move forward. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the goal is that with these big custom projects, you know, we're spending so much time and thought and putting so much strategy into every design decision. But we've also done that with all of our templates, you know, all of the same level of like, how should a how should a user browse the site? Where is the call to action? You know, what is the scale of the reviews? How do we infuse every page with social proof and make it possible for people to build in an opt-in? You know, we're making all of those same decisions. And so I do think people are really equipped with everything that they need to move forward instead of feeling hampered by like, okay, I've gotta I've gotta wait until I have the right website. I've got to wait until I have the right website designer or the copywriter or the right visuals, or I understand things better, you know, we're just giving them like a leap ahead start. So they're starting at 10 instead of zero or starting at 100 instead of zero, I'd like to say. Um, And I, I think that's just such a powerful place to be in being a few steps ahead. Yeah, and I don't think that you can, um, like really replace the confidence that a good website gives you as a company. Like if you are proud of what you're putting out into the world, that's going to really translate in terms of what you put out energetically, how you feel when you get on client calls, what happens, you know, emotionally when you send out the website to people. And so, I mean, I could go on and on for the rest of our time together, but it's just so essential. And there truly is no excuse not to have a beautiful site up. 
Yeah. I remember you saying that, um, right after we, you'd worked together, there's no excuse for bad design. And that really resonated with me. And that's the thing that I think that we are so proud of is that we hear that story, not just like, I booked 10 clients the first week my website launched. You know, we love to hear that. Or I tripled my income in the first, you know, month. All of those things are we we have that data. But to me, it's saying like for the first time, I have a website that fully represents who I am. For the first time, I can tell someone to go to my website without feeling like a tiny bit of shame about it. <laughs> I don't have to apologize anymore that I haven't updated it. I don't have to wait to put my best work on my website anymore. Those are the kind of bits of feedback is like I can finally feel like I can play in the big leagues the way I've been meant to. Those are the things that we go like, yes, like it should be a representation of you at your best. And there is so much confidence and being like, yeah, like people, what people are seeing online is me and me at my best. And it represents what I do at my best. And I love, I love that part of the design. I think that's what I'm so passionate about as a designer is seeing it like the revelation of who people are and how design can translate that so well. Yeah. And how has it been for you balancing the two different types of work? So obviously people like me come and they want custom design and you're only, you know, you and Jeff are only two people. I'm I'm sure that you have other designers at this point as well, but like, what do you, how do you balance making sure that you are no longer going to go into that place of burnout and you're not saying yes to everyone? (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I just, (laughs) we were just in Idaho working with a custom client and I ended up like in tears at a random bar in Idaho. Cause I was having just that moment of like, man, I just, I want to do all these projects. I want to help all these people. And, and Jeff was just quick to remind me, like, there's just a balance to what, to what to do. And it's a matter of reevaluating in every season, what you can really take on. And I think that's what I'm learning to, to do now is not, not to wait until I'm feeling totally overwhelmed and like overworked and but looking ahead in the future and saying, okay, what can I, what can I take on that makes sense in these particular seasons and starting with much less. And I am the person that says I can do it all. And I will wear myself out for you if you pat me on the head one time. Um, (laughs) And so (laughs) I've had to learn to be like, no, like I I have to be able to have space to do my best work, both in templates, both in tonic, and then both for my clients. It's a disservice when I spread myself too thin. And so to protect them, to protect their projects, and then to protect myself and my family as well, I have to be careful. Um, and I think the biggest change for me has been not waiting until that point where it feels terrible, but looking ahead and saying, okay, let's start with so much less that I can build back in. And then only saying yes to the projects where I'm like, I'm going to be lit up by this. Like I would think about this in six months and wish I did this project if I don't do it. Um, and, and, and just being so selective and I think protecting that time, um, it has been such a struggle for me with just my personality and, and so many of the things that I, I want to do. Um, but I'm definitely learning that and that it's just really a protective instinct instead of saying yes, out of a desire to help. And how have most of your clients found you? 
Um, most of my clients find me through websites that I've designed. So on the custom end, you know, I've, I'm, a, I'm not a great marketer. I wish I had your skill set because I think what you do is just amazing in terms of marketing. Um, I'm, I'm not naturally great at marketing or sales at all. And so one of the things that I think is true in my industry is that my work ends up being um, my greatest sales technique. <laughs> and yeah. so when someone sees your website or when they see Jenna Kutcher's website or when they see Jillian Harris's website or you know what like any of the projects that we've worked on they go oh who designed this and we actually it was so cool we had a call with a client a potential client the other day and she was like okay well I've been looking through inspiration there are a couple of websites that I found that I really like um, and one of them is jennacutcher.com one of them is jillianharris.com they're super different um, but just so you know, like those are two of my, my inspirations. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. D- did you know that I designed both of those? And she was like, no, what? <laughs> and she was like, are you kidding me? I just went through like hundreds of websites and those were the two that like I loved and I had no idea that you designed both of them. And so it was a really fun moment of just realizing that sometimes your work um, can be your greatest sales tool and it and isn't necessarily about marketing it. Sometimes it's just about really executing great work that serves your clients well and that becomes your greatest asset. And so that's where most of our clients um, have found us is through word of mouth, through other people's websites. And then I think increasingly as we've had more bandwidth what to wrap up marketing. That's now something that people say, Oh, yeah, I found you on Pinterest or Instagram. But I think focusing on just doing the work well, and then marketing has served us really well. Because I think in, we can start to panic that we're not doing the sales funnels, and we're not doing the Facebook ads, and we're not doing all the things that other people are doing or that we know we should be doing. And I can definitely dive down this hole of like, Oh my gosh, like we're leaving so much money on the table because we're not doing X. But I do have to remember that like just executing great work and serving clients well and making them really happy is ultimately the, the best marketing that I can ever do for my business. Totally. And referrals are so powerful. When we hear from somebody that they've had an incredible experience working with you or whoever it is, that that's worth its weight in gold. And so I think that's so amazing. So can you tell us, Jen, what has been one of your biggest challenges in business over the last seven years that you've been able to work through? And, and what was the lesson there? Oh, man, I could pick several. Um, well, I think one of the things that's that's interesting in my particular season is that my business didn't really take off until after I had children. And so I have three kiddos. Um, I have a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and a 10-month-old. And so my business really hit its stride after 2014, which is whenever I had my daughter, Serena. And so I feel like immediately as my business grew, I had to limit my time. And that's really hard because prior to that, I could have worked 24-7. And I, I, I love that. <laughs> I love just pouring myself into my business and into my clients. But all of a sudden, I had these like forced time constraints. And I think for a while, I started kind of resenting that. And I felt like I was behind because most of the other people I knew who were killing it didn't have kids yet. And so they were able to just devote as many hours as they wanted to their business. And I had a family and that was a huge priority for me as being the present mom that I wanted to be. And so I just thought like, man, how am I going to be successful whenever I only have 
a few hours every day that I can really have focused time and work. And prior to that, you know, when I was designing a website, it would be very common for me to just stay in my, I called it the design cave, because um, it was dark. And, <laughs> and I would just stay in this design cave and I would work at a design and a website until I loved it. And that could take hours. You know, I could just not leave the couch all day long, it would be 1am and I would wake up and be like, where am I? Who am I? And all of a sudden, I, I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't stay in the pocket until I worked it out. And I couldn't wait until a huge deadline was coming and just push through and execute the way I always had. And it was a struggle. And it's it was something that I just began to resent at the time of like, man, I can't, I can't do this. And then I kind of began to realize that it was a huge asset for me because whenever I was working, my time was hyper-focused and I knew I had four hours. And so in those four hours, I was going to have to absolutely kill it. And I also instituted around that time um, something called the design intensive. And one of my clients totally can take credit for this. Her name is Caitlin James. And she was like, Hey, Jan, she's from Virginia, has a very strong Southern accent. She's like, Hey, Jan, um, would you mind if I just came to your house and we just like hang out and we could work on my website? And that was just terrible. I'm sorry, Caitlin, if you listen to this, that was not a good representation <laughs> of your accent. Um, <laughs> so sorry. But she and her husband, Michael, came to my house and we had margaritas, I made them dinner, and we had tacos, and we worked in her website the first night. And you know, my baby's there, her husband's holding my baby, my husband's holding the baby, they're all we're all hanging out. And then the next day, um, we designed almost her entire website. And we sat down together, we knocked it out. And then after that one day, it was pretty much done. And it was incredibly efficient, it was super collaborative. I was able to really stay in the pocket because it was just for one day. So I was able to arrange childcare for just that one day. And that day changed the entire course of my business because I found a way to be able to work within the lifestyle that I wanted instead of pushing against it and then turn it into a strength. And now I continue to do that. Three kids later, I just got back from Idaho working with a client directly in their home because I, I went to theirs this time, um, worked directly with them for the course of about six hours. And we designed almost their entire website again. And they were like, what is this? This is so... This is amazing. And that's become something I think that's pretty unique to, to the Tonic brand. I don't think of any other designers that I know that do that yet. Um, but if you're listening to this and you're a designer or anyone that could benefit from some sort of collaboration and focus time, that has been the biggest asset in our business and something that's driven our projects forward by leaps and bounds. But I never would have done that had I not been forced into it <laughs> by the challenges that I was in. And I think I went from resenting it to welcoming it. And that was a huge mindset shift. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to get clear. Did you feel like you resented the business or the kids or was just the overall situation? It was the, it was the situation. It was just feeling the frustration of not being able to stay in a design process or like in a creative framework for long enough. Um, because especially in those early months of parenthood, your life is, is in 30 minute increments. You know, it's like, I'm feeding a baby for 30 minutes and then I'm keeping it awake for 30 minutes and then she's going to sleep for, you know, an hour. And then 
I never felt like I had enough time, focused attention to execute anything. And so that was so frustrating to go in a, just a dramatic upheaval to go from, you know, feeling like I had all day to get something done to feeling like I can't do anything in 30 minutes. Um, yeah. So time batch techniques, you know, Pomodoro method was really helpful for me in that time. And just realizing like, okay, wait a second. Like if I'm going to have 30 minutes, it's better be focused, not scrolling Instagram 30 minutes. <laughs> so that was really powerful realization. And now I feel like, you know, I don't work as much as many of my, as many of my fellow industry people, but I'm still able to execute at a high level when I am working. And that's, that's a really high value realization. Love it. And so what's next for Tonic? I'm curious to know what you're excited about. You know, one of the things that we're really excited about is we've just formed a really cool community um, of people who are excited about design, excited about business. Um, We're doing like a really cool series on our uh, Instagram right now that's like all about relating your website design to the Enneagram type of your customer. And we're excited about providing more resources for our community. Um, I think we're really considering doing a tonic Facebook group in the near future where people can share about their website updates or we can provide insight. Um, we just did a live design session yesterday where we reviewed people's websites and gave them feedback live. And it was really cool to see how excited people were just to have a designer's eyes and say like, Hey, have you thought about this? Can you try this? And so that's something that really excites me. um, Just being able to provide more personal help to a wider audience. Um, We also have a new collection that'll launch at the end of April. So we'll be designing... We have three new sites that are launching in April that are really beautiful and I'm excited about. Um, And then we have a couple of great collaborations with some some clients who are doing custom design with. So I'm really excited about both the custom end of things with Tonic and then with the template design as well. But it's just fun to kind of push both arms forward. And what is your process for coming up with the template designs? I'm curious. Oh man, it's so fun. It's it's what Jeff and I kind of relax into and it's what we look forward to because it just feels like we're our own clients. And so it kind of starts with deciding what the cocktail name is going to be. So for example, we're finally designing a gin and tonic design for this collection because everyone always asks us, when is the gin and tonic going to happen? <laughs> it's both of our favorite cocktails. Like why doesn't it exist yet? So it was fun to think through like what should a gin and tonic feel like? You know, it should feel modern and spacious and refreshing and kind of peaceful. There's like a monochromatic sense of things with it. And then we start thinking about imagery, like whose work would look awesome in gin and tonic? How can we make it appealing to a wider audience? And so Jeff is really great at sourcing inspiration. And that's where he is just like the master. So he will curate a ton of inspiration for me, both from design and editorial and from um, photography and from anything that he can come up with from packaging. And then he'll give me inspiration that feels right after we've talked about kind of the values and the aesthetic of the brand and what the rules might be. And then I take his inspiration and move it into web design. And so I do the initial layout and font book and, and we can work together and collaborate. And he'll be like, Oh, yeah, that's great. But try this. And so that that process for us is highly collaborative. And I think that's where our sweet spot is, is, is being able to do that together. But the enmeshing of the starting with an idea, then sourcing inspiration for it has been something that we really believe in. Because I think a lot of people now start with inspiration. 
and then try to come up with an idea. And I don't think that that works well because I think you end up with replicating someone else's idea instead of coming up with your own. So that's been really helpful for us in terms of keeping our designs original and not making them feel like what you're seeing everywhere else. Love it. So for someone first starting out with building their company, with putting a website and a brand out there, I love what you just said. So starting with um, the idea and then moving towards the inspiration. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So I think, you know, when you start out with an idea or with an aesthetic or with your voice or with your brand, and then you begin to source content and inspiration, you can run it through a rubric of what makes sense. You know, the kind of client that you're hoping to attract, um, the kind of message that you're hoping to send, how you want people to feel when you, they interact with your brand and your website. And if you ask those questions first, I think then when you look at inspiration, you go, okay, this makes sense this doesn't make sense and you can filter the inspiration and you don't end up with this kind of like random hodgepodge of stuff that you like but you don't really know why and we have like a whole resource for this actually it's called the the brand interview so i can have you link that in the show notes so that people have it but it's just kind of a series of questions to ask about what you're working on and that you can also ask other people and be able to crowdsource kind of an idea of what you should be moving towards and how it should feel and how it should look. Um, But if you're armed with that, it makes all of your decisions so much easier. Love it. So if you could narrow it down to your top three website design tips, what would those be? Um, I think the number one would be start with your idea, you know, start with your idea and make sure you have a really clear unique value proposition and brand um, a brand statement. So your brand statement is who you are, what you do, and how you're going to do it. Um, that's how I would I, how I would defend your brand statement. And so I think it's wise to have that on the very beginning of your website somewhere very important because for so many people, you get to their website, you have no idea what they do or what the messages of their website until you scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. So lead with that. Um, so on your website, it's, it's time to create a life better than your dreams. That's an immediate statement of like, yes, I want that. Um, that's a great brand statement. So I think that's really wise um, to start there. Make sure you have a brand statement somewhere front and center on your website. Um, number two, I think would be to make sure you describe then what makes you uniquely able to accomplish that. And so I think, you know, you say this on your website of like, we're not just another coaching company, we do X. And in this marketplace that's so crowded with brands and ideas, you need to figure out what makes you different than the 47 other tabs this person has open looking for someone in your field. So if they're looking at 27 other coaches, why would they work with I Heart My Life over someone else? And if your website doesn't convey that, I think it's really important to differentiate yourself. Um, And then lastly, I think you have to remember, and this is like something I harp on all the time. um, I believe in Donald Miller. (laughs) I've gone to the church of Donald Miller and his book, Building a Story Brand. And he is so great about reminding us that it's not about us. Um, we're, We're not the rock stars in our story. We're not the heroes of what we do. It's really about making sure that your website is about meeting your clients' needs. Um, Because ultimately, they're wondering, like, can you do what you're going to say, you say that you're going to do? And can you do it for me? And your website needs to tell them, yes, like, I get you, I see you, and I can help you um, reach the next step and reach your goals. 
So if your website isn't speaking directly to your client and making it about them and what you can help them achieve, then it's doing it wrong. Um, Because it's not really about you. It's about being able to speak to them. Perfect. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And for anyone looking for an incredible like mission page, I actually think Marie Forleo does that super well. I love the page that just talks about like what her company is all about um, and just walks you through what makes them different. <laughs> so we're looking to redesign some of our, our site at the moment. So I'm looking for some of those ideas and inspiration and loved that. Yeah, so totally agree. Yeah, totally. So before I go into the final question, Jen, um, I know you wanted to share something special with our listeners, a way in which they can uplevel their brand, or if they're brand new in business, they can create an incredible website from the get go. So can you tell us more about where we can find you and what the special gift is? Yes, of course. So you can find us on all the social media channels at Tonic Site Shop. Um, Our website is tonicsiteshop.com. And if you go to tonicsiteshop slash iheartmylife, then you can see all the resources that we've mentioned here, any links that would be helpful. And we're also going to be sharing a 20% off discount code for any of you who are listening to this that say like, yes, I need a new website. Um, I need to up-level my business. I want a website that represents me well. If you use the code iHeartMyLife at checkout at tonicsiteshop.com, you'll see 20% slide right off. So if you have any questions, you can email us at info at tonicsiteshop.com. It is me and Jeff who you'll be reaching. And we would love to chat with you and help you figure out your next steps when it comes to your website. Thank you so much for offering that to us. So grateful. Of course. Glad to help. So final question that we ask all of our incredible guests here is what is one way you'd recommend our listeners create a life better than their dreams? Well, I mean, mine has to be about websites, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I think invest in a website that shows who you are at your best and shows off what you do best. You're worth that. Your clients need that. They want that. And it's a benefit to you that allows you to feel confident in the way that you look online. Thank you. Awesome. All right, Jen, thank you so much for your time and for all your wisdom. I know that I was truly inspired by your journey and your story and the way that you just went for what it is that you knew that you wanted to do and you put your work out there and you figured it out along the way. So thank you so much for being here, for your time, for your heart, and of course, for the incredible work that you do in the world, making life and business so much easier for all of us. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot. And it was so great to be here and chat with you. And I just am so inspired by your business and your brand and the heart you put into it. So thank you for all that you do. Thanks, Jen. Talk to you soon. I hope you loved today's episode. Definitely go to tonicsiteshop.com slash iheartmylife and then use the promo code iheartmylife to get 20% off of Jen's beautiful templates. We'd also love for you to subscribe to the I Heart My Life show so you're the first to hear brand new episodes. And make sure you share the show with anyone you feel may love it. Definitely tag us on social media at I Heart My Life Now so we can give you a big thanks and shout out to you all over all of our platforms. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.